Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, the podcast about great ideas you'll never do that someone else can do instead. I'm John, and this is all my fault. I'm Besha, and I don't know where that came from. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you just, you have to let the muse speak through you sometimes, oh. and I, I I'm here for it. I'm here for however the muse within you chooses to express itself. I think I know where it came from, actually. Oh. Um, David Tennant and Michael Sheen did a quarantine show for the BBC that is like six episodes of them and it's it's like scripted and they're fictionalized versions of themselves but it's clearly mostly just them screwing around and and being friends which is so delightful and there's a whole bit about david tennant is talking about maybe he'll write a book and he'll use a pen name and he'll go with by his birth name mcdonald and so there's a whole bunch of a novel by david mcdonald play by, by david mcdonald i have no idea where this is wa- watchable at this point but it is incredible it was like bootlegged on youtube for a while ah and it is called it. staged that, i mean there we have a recommendation right up front at the okay. top of the episode well and it's not a terrible recommendation it's an excellent recommendation yeah, that is, I, yeah hell yeah actually you know what um this causes me to a, 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 an association neuron has now fired, mm-hmm. and I think we should probably bring our, our guest yeah. in right away, just in case she has some input on this. Everybody, please welcome Arlette back yet again. Arlette, how are you yes. doing? I'm good. I, I have a question for the both of you, which is as follows. Do you, does anybody know if the Artemis Fowl books are any good? I have no idea. I have heard only in comparison to the film, and the comparison was the books deserved better. I've heard this as well. I have no idea because I've, at some point in the last couple of years, turned into a cranky old man who only reads like Lauren Isley and and stories of like firefighters dying on the side of a mountain. Great, <laughs> <laughs> but not Wallace Stinger. Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, uh, fair. Fair, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I've, I the, the the crappy movie came out, and I for some reason it occurred to me. I was like, I wonder if I should read those. I mean, I I, I guess at the, you know I I should have already read them, right? Because they're not for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, we all read Harry Potter as adults. I might as well try something else, right? Um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to know if anybody actually had close-up experience, because I've been hearing crazy things, and so I'm just like, if, if that shit is actually in the book, then uh, I should find out. Alternately, Laura Nisley has some really nice things to say about trees, and <laughs> spiders, <laughs> and fossils. Oh, Arlette, have you watched Farm Show? No. The BBC Farm Show? So they did multiple series. I probably talked about it on the podcast before. Sorry, listeners. It's, um... There's like the Tudor Monastery Farm and the Wartime Farm and the Edwardian Farm and these three 
archaeo- uh, two archaeologists and a historian go and live like that for an entire year. <gasps> and it is so soothing. And they're all just delightful humans. Like, you would really love them. And one of them wrote a book called Craft, which is about traditional crafts. And all I want to do is, like, wander around a shire somewhere and look at rakes and think about how those rakes got to be shaped the way they are. That sounds like the best thing in the world. <laughs> I thought you would feel that way. So, okay. Be- oh, Farm my God. show is on YouTube and Craft is probably in your local library. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, no, I- I've been, like one foot out the door like two steps from running away to start a sheep farm for years yep. so <laughs> oh it's so good and Man. ruth is the lady historian who talks about like the social history of the time that they're in and also a lot of the like specific handcrafts and she just gets really excited about it like a huge dweeb it's so good <laughs> i can relate because in some yep. of the oh my god get me out of here sheep phases i've kind of done that about sheep diseases at people they get a lot of them (laughs) i believe it i learned recently from twitter that they basically don't show their illnesses until they're about to drop because they're a prey species so if you see a sheep that's sick it's really sick (laughs) i think that's about right yeah they're a great combination of uh not very smart and like it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to tell I mean, you can tell when a sheep is happy, but it's kind of hard to tell the difference between a neutral sheep and a dead sheep, honestly, if it's fresh <laughs> enough. <laughs> do, 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 do. Welcome we to should probably explain sheep what listeners factory. have stumbled into. <laughs> Sorry. This isn't sheep show? <sighs> oh. Oh, shit. Oh, that's, that's tomorrow. Oh, well. I think I'm we're on the wrong okay, sky. Okay, never mind. <laughs> If you're new to the show, here's what's been going on. (laughs) Over a decade, I built up an unedited archive of ideas 800 strong and still growing, and now my friends get to dig through it to see if there's anything interesting, funny, potentially lucrative, or litigiously high risk in there. If you hear one and you agree it's good, take it and run. I just want credit. I just want to cut. And I want you to arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. And I want you to arrest the cops who killed Elijah McClain. Oh my god, I want so many things to happen to those cops. Yeah. I... Sorry. Whew. Okay. Yep. Yep. Gonna pull it back. All right. Arlette, you had a chance to dig through my archive yet again and search for treasures. What was the first thing that popped up for you this time? All right. So this one just says custom dice. Sure. That's it. That's all it says. That's all it says. And I feel like it's. I'm curious about your logic if you could remember it, just because at this point I've seen so many varieties of custom dice and with like imaginary numbers and crazy amounts of shapes and things Mm -hmm. and colors. And now I want to know, like, but but what was the custom beyond that? Do you know what it is? Here's what it is, I think, is um, does there exist a platform that enables you to have to order a set of custom dice with whatever you want printed on the faces and have them be reasonably nice and also, like, something you could just do as a one-off? Like, I would love, um, let's say, a D10 with each face being one of the characters from Peanuts or uh, a, a D20, maybe, or let's say a D6 with a Starfleet captain's face on each side. Like, could I make that? Like, I, I want a platform that will enable me to do that. I don't know what I would use these dice for, but I think Please it would not be sex fun. games. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you would use, the one with the Starfleet captain's 
You could. I wouldn't stop you. But just if you do, please don't mix the Charlie Brown and the Starfleet. Oh, God. (gasps) Or two. I won't. You can. We're not here to yuck anybody's yum. That's true. (laughs) There's someone for everything. See, what I... (laughs) So I, I... I was thinking about it, like, what if instead, because what that takes for granted is the shape, like, there's a consistent shape, a D10, you know, 10 sides, they're all even, like, what? but what if not? Like, because I would really love if there was just, like, a, a dice, like, a die generator where you could say, I want a D10, but instead of being 10 flat sides, it's, imagine, like, imaginary, like, a D10, but instead of having facets, it just has legs that come out. Oh, just completely asymmetrical and weird. Just imagine the, I don't know, irradiated spider. That okay? I'm, I don't know how you get the numbers on this, <laughs> but like if you roll it and it lands and just like looking like a bristlecone pine weird twisted thing, and somehow you could read a number off that. I think that would be cool. I don't know if I'm doing a great job of describing this. I just like at this point, I'm like, but why do dice have to be like predictable and, and look? consistent and maybe this is not a dice problem but (laughs) (laughs) i just i mean i I think i can picture it i just don't know what the use case would be but i love i love the idea of it like if you could weight it so that it still had an even like a d10 Mm -hmm. you know every every potential arrangement had an equal chance of coming up that would be cool i just you know like you hear about before dice when people would play on sheep's knuckles like that was pretty cool there was some variation going on i also when like one of my first jobs when i was uh like late teens was working at a comic book shop and gaming store so at this point i have seen so many dice i mm-hmm. just want to see different dice <laughs> <laughs> i want them to be non-euclidean with creepy little legs See? Actually, that was a much yeah. better way of phrasing it. <laughs> I just, it would be really cool if you could just have some kind of like weirdness slider <laughs> or just, you know, like Fuck. make it look kind of like a skeletal horse ghost. Yeah. But like a D6. Oh, yeah, I, I like it. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> What's next? Let's see. Next was. Sugar shock, butter bourbon hot toddy. Mm. Aha. Okay. This this requires a few layers of explanation. A, a sugar shock was the was the the name that I had given to the sort of product line that I had envisioned of the various candy based boozes, and one of them is a, literally a bourbon into which butterscotch candies have been dissolved. I'm not talking about Werther's Originals. I mean those like those shitty yellow discs that come in the yellow cellophane Perfect. that are delicious mm-hmm. and amazing. And you can dissolve them into bourbon, and it is incredible. It does make a bilayered liquid that you do have to shake before you pour it. But yes, I, I, I never did this, but I would love to see what would result if you tried to make a hot toddy out of this particular bourbon? Sounds delicious. Wait, so why does it separate? I don't know. <laughs> it's science. There's something, that, something in the candy just doesn't want to hang out with what something in the bourbon, and so like it just makes a two-layered liquid. And be... you, like, yeah, <laughs> you have to shake it before you pour it. it might be I mean, some... the, the separation takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like like a like an oil and water like it doesn't it's not that fast but it definitely happens. 
and I don't know why. Probably just a, like <laughs> glycerin or filler in there. I wonder if you froze mm-hmm. it, if you'd be able to separate it. I worry that there is something in the in the top layer, as it were, that is essential to the butterscotch flavor. So I, I just I, I just shake it. I mean, I'm I'm content to yeah. I we, I never conducted a taste test of the separate liquids because I couldn't figure out how to separate them, and so I just never bothered. <laughs> So what you could do is you could do it uh, with rum instead of bourbon and just do a hot buttered rum. Oh, yeah. Because that has butter in it, so you've already got that going on, and so it wouldn't be as much of a texture issue. And you could just use the shittiest possible candy, and it wouldn't matter. The the texture isn't really. I mean, it's not like it's lumpy or anything. It's just you know, it's just like yeah, it's just a it's just a slightly thicker bourbon, I guess. Um, the the only time I ever made a candy booze that significantly affected the viscosity was dissolving um, triangular Haribo grapefruit slices into gin. Oof. Um, <laughs> Because those things dissolved completely after a few days, and they made delicious gin, but it was a little bit thick. <laughs> Unsettling. That's got to be better than when I made Peeps vodka. The, uh, I made vodka out of Easter Peeps. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh no. Yeah, it actually worked surprisingly well, except for the, the little wax eyes, which I left in because I thought it was funny. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I ended up making lemon drops with them because they, they kept the color because, oh boy, is there mm-hmm. a lot of fake color in there. And they dissolve really quickly because it's just basically sugar, food coloring, and marshmallow and these little black specks of eyeball. And yeah, if you make a lemon drop, the drink stays clear enough and the wax floats. <laughs> so if you're careful about how you strain it, you can absolutely serve someone this like drink with just little flecks floating in it that they usually only ask about the first like when on the first drink incredible <laughs> so i'm reading around on the internet and uh the bracks actual butterscotch candies inc- do contain butter so oh. my guess See? is that what you're getting is fat separation that makes sense and you could probably totally you could probably chill it and not, it would congeal and you could just lift yeah. it out Skim it right off. I would never have guessed it contained butter. I'm just, I'm a little hung up now on the whole idea of like hot butterscotch to rum. Yeah. You don't need to skim it off because there it is. It's yeah. butter. Ooh, man, uh, more things should have butter in them. Yeah. I mean, for anybody out there who wants to make this experiment, four ounces of candy to uh, 750 milliliters of booze. <laughs> Excellent. And that's four ounces of candy by weight. Sorry. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm writing this down. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. what's the next idea all right let's see god i really want those custom dice now (laughs) nanoscale etched metal go girl funnels ah yes the the go girl funnel was was a i mean i don't know if it's it's probably still a thing right it's it's a it's a a sort of collapsible funnel device that allows you know people who have vaginas to pee standing up mm-hmm. so it's like it collects it and directs it into a stream mm-hmm. however i think there was a problem with them in that like then you end up with a, a dirty funnel right mm-hmm. but th- scientists worked out a way to to laser etch a metal surface with a, a nanoscale pattern that prevents liquid from adhering to it oh. so like it becomes completely hydrophobic and that way like you don't have to worry about having a dirty funnel because the pee never really got onto it in the first place technically i want that so i actually i don't use the go girl because apparently you can flood those 
<laughs> which is possible okay. to do with a funnel. But I have the P-Style, which is more of like an aqueduct system than a funnel for like snow camping and stuff. And yes, you have solved the problem with them. I mean, I'm sure many people have many problems with them, but yes, that's always a thing. <laughs> I, I just, I, I wonder if anybody's attempted this. Probably not. I think the whole like peeing assistance market is kind of limited and people are usually they think it's weird until you know you really have to pee and you can't be standing up unassisted and it's really really cold out and you realize how many layers you'd have to get through Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so i mean in in that sense i suppose demand is is i mean right like you need it when you need it and i feel like this is maybe the kind of product that would that would get by on word of mouth so to speak yeah, I think that's how most people yeah. end up with one, basically. Or they, they, like, if you're on a trip with someone who has one, like, you realize you need one. Because I, I've the whole ability to just go over and like piss on a fence is great when you're on like a, I don't know, a ten day motorcycle trip and you're only woman riding and everyone, all the pee breaks are timed to all the guys pee break mm-hmm. time. <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's a lot of gear to get out of with motorcycles, yeah. so same story. So, yeah, I I think this is a great idea. I want one, except for the temperature part. Metal. Uh, I wonder if maybe the same nanoscale pattern could be etched into plastic. Hmm. Um, a sufficiently rigid plastic, Delrin, or I don't, I don't fucking know. A, a person of science with access to a laser and the and the correct pattern should do some <laughs> testing and get back to us, and or start a company. Man, I, I kind of want this one too. <laughs> I love it. So the next one I see, no notes or explanation. It is a service. Super next door or highly targeted amber alerts to verify swatting attacks. Right. So it's something that, because swatting is a thing that happens, but if in advance the people who are, like, if if, if there was some way for, <laughs> fuck, if there, like, if there was, hmm. So I... I don't know if this will coincide with the way you're describing this idea, but I know that this is a thing now. Uh, uh-huh. Ijeoma Oluo, who writes about race and lives in Seattle, worked with the Seattle PD to identify the fact that she was likely to be a target of swatting because of her work. And when someone attempted to swat her, Seattle PD was like, hey, guess what? We are not going to send a bunch of people with guns to your house. <laughs> so there is this like pre it's like a pre it's the opposite of a pre-authorization it is a heads up to law enforcement that because of one thing or another you are likely to be a target of it yeah i mean but like i wonder if there was some if there was some way for like right because where my mind went was what if the cops could just call your house ahead of time and be like hey is there is there some shady shit happening there (laughs) No? Okay, great. We're not going to... Right, but of course that would be really useless if... if, Like, in actual emergency situations, right? That would be less good. So if there was some version of Nextdoor somehow that the cops could log into and know that it was true, uh, but I don't fucking know... God, past me really failed us here. Wait, no, but... Okay, but what if instead of, like, an app where they go and check it, the SWAT team has to actually... Go to your house and then knock on your neighbor's doors and ask them, like, yo, does that guy seem kind of weird? 
<laughs> and like they can't do anything until at least three or four people have been like, well, yeah, I mean, like define weird, and you know they can have a checklist or something. I just I can kind of see the the like if they actually have to do a little bit of legwork before they murder people, I think that will mm-hmm. probably cause a lot fewer murders. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just, yeah. I, I yeah. would. You know what? I have an even but an even more upstream solution, which is that we dim- demilitarize the fucking police so that people oh. can't use them as a method of murder when they don't like what you said on the internet. I really like that idea. Right? <laughs> I, I enjoy that idea tremendously. My God, what mm-hmm. was the school district that was giving back their, like, tanks? Maybe it was Las Vegas. Maybe it was L.A. But it was a school wow. district that was getting them through that mili- that uh, federal program that lets you get decommissioned military gear. Fucking hell. And that was the school district, so think about what the SWAT team has. <laughs> Right? Jesus Christ. Arlette, what's next? <laughs> oh, just, you know, some mild momentary depression yeah. hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My aunt can recognize a bear cat now, by the way, from seeing them on TV. Christ. <laughs> if people don't know, that's one of the gigantic armored vehicles that uh, that police departments often have, especially in my town. I've seen it rolling past my street. Ah. Boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just for frame of reference, like, I I really live a block from the Oakland police station, so they use my street as a defense perimeter during protests. So I get to see the parade of gear that Oakland and the 12 counties that it has supporting agreements with, like mutual, I think they call them mutual Mm -hmm. support. If they call it mutual aid, I will just cry laughing. Memorandum of understanding. Ugh, yeah. So it's, uh, they have a lot of stuff, man. They have a lot of stuff. It's not okay. All right, uh, next thing that isn't even remotely related to that. Human raised by aliens wearing human costumes. <laughs> you know how when some sometimes when like zoos raise pandas or whatever, they like the people who are raising the baby pandas wear a shitty panda mm-hmm. costume. What if there was something like that where like the aliens like stole a baby or whatever and decided to raise it, but they like they they decided oh he should we should probably wear something that the baby will become used to. But so they don human costumes, but they're not good. Like they're like they're poorly made. We're just like, like what. Like the puppet, like they have to do with um, with a yes. kind of stork, where it's just like the human head and like just to the shoulders and the weird misshapen head with like a pipe in it to like squirt out food. Yes, yes, exactly. So if, if somehow the aliens, like for some reason, didn't know what an adult human looked like or had some serious misapprehensions about like where the you know yeah, God. Like I just I, I guess what I want is either a, a science fiction story or maybe like a comedy video or something. Like I want to know, I just want to see it. That's all. That's all I have. <laughs> just, what would that do to the person, though? Like, I because you we're good at recognizing human faces, and so like. Would they only have one puppet? So you think that, like, when you grow up, you think all humans look like that puppet? Or, like, are they mass-produced so that you get completely freaked out the first time you see a human that doesn't look like whatever they were using as a template? Because, like, I don't know, they pulled up the internet and they were like, that one! And there was a picture of, like, Fabio. And so that's what all their puppets look like. (laughs) 
just I mean just just in the way that 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 if, when we raise those condors or storks or whatever it is right and we release them back into the wild they're like, like what the fuck are you this, this this yes exactly the same thing the aliens raise this baby and and with their shitty puppets and eventually at some point decide to return her back to the wild the wild being fucking earth <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So this becomes this becomes a comedy about her readjustment to actual Earth living, which I guess is kind of an extraterrestrial take on the Kimmy Schmidt show. Uh, we need to, we, yes. There's, hmm, hmm. I I do like it though. I like Somebody it. Somebody should write it. Yeah, especially I'm. I'm wondering, like, would they do the clothes? What happens? Like, what decade would they pick? Are the aliens getting this from TV? So they're only getting like 1950s. So someone shows up like dressed in head to toe, like 50s style, expecting everyone else to do it too. Yes, yes. There was some time dilation from the aliens' uh, FTL drive. Absolutely. (laughs) God, fuck. Or what? What if they get a signal from the future and someone shows up wearing that, and we have no idea what it looks like? Plus, their legs are in the wrong place. (laughs) Well, the okay, maybe maybe not the actual human. No, but what accent would they have? Oh my god! Oh oh god! TV. Oh god, so good. I don't even. Oh oh Jesus! Somebody, please write this. Write this, give us a script. I oh, I could see it in my mind. It's so good. <laughs> I love when I when when somebody brings up an idea that I had, and then we can make it better immediately. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I just I have so many questions about it. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that'll be you know what? It'll be for somebody or maybe several somebodies to answer. Mm-hmm. What's Next. All right. Next is, it just says, tech edit blog. I don't know if that was a to-do list item or what, but. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I know what this is. I know what this is. It's a it's a blog that any time a, a tech company makes a press release, this blog publishes the edited version of that press release. <gasps> so when it's, when it's like, hey, you know, like we're we're here to change the world, and it's like, you know, we the the the, the tech edit blog publishes the like we couldn't think of anything else to say at the beginning of our presentation, so we. <laughs> Right, and it just kind of like goes through and gives gives the edited version of every every tech yeah like every PR statement every sort of thing. I feel like What's... you could, I feel like you could do this with like a browser extension like the cloud to butt extension that just takes common <laughs> bland phrases and translates them to what they actually mean. We're making sweeping changes. We will offer some token accommodation or whatever. You could call it disrupt to butt. <laughs> That's a great thing about butt. It's a verb as well as a noun. I really like this idea, especially if there was like a, ra- like a randomizer or a weirdness slider or you could just, you know, a kitten switch. <laughs> Actually, I like the idea of a kitten toggle. Yeah. Oh, same. Same. That's very good. <laughs> Some sliders would be good, too. You gotta have the toggles and the sliders, otherwise it's no fun. Yes, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> There's, there should be one setting uh, that just where, like, you you just get a neural net to rewrite it instead. Yeah. The Janelle Shane filter. Yeah. It would probably come out 
exactly identical to the original. It would. Yeah. It would. It would have to be a poorly trained neural net. Uh, or you could just feed it to one that's done like that originally was fed on recipes. <laughs> yes. I like this. <laughs> People might actually read them. Amazing. <laughs> How many? Do you have any more? Are there any left? Yeah, there was one more. Fuck yes, let's do it. All right. It's the idea is a web series, and the notes say, "Oh, he's one of those." A series. <laughs> this might take a little bit of explanation. Uh, do, do you ever find yourself in a public setting? Like, let's say, I, I, I ran into this when I was... I had a, I have a friend who used to run a booth um, at the sort of... At the Maker Fair sort of like bazaar section, where it was sort of like a marketplace. And... I I had this you this this I mean like this is also true actually of when you're running a booth at San Diego Comic Con somebody comes up to your booth and before they've even opened their mouth you have a kind of crystal clear picture of where they sort of stand we did like oh this is the guy this is the theater guy who thinks he's funnier than he actually is and then they open their mouth and completely validate your impression of them like oh he's one of those like but b- but there are like a bunch of different possible types right i what i want is is a is a web series featuring interviews with like with those archetypes just to like like why are you like this i, I mean <laughs> That, that, that's actually probably a whole nother different series. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, have you experienced? Have you experienced this? Where you 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 get a look at at somebody like just the way their face is, like just the way that their whole body is, or the hat they're wearing, or the hat they're wearing. Right? Yeah, it's kind of like their entire self presentation and sort of the wry look on their face, and you're like, oh. He's one of those. Mm-hmm. Like, is, is this a thing that you have also experienced? Uh, yes, I have used dating apps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, we had a blog about it. <laughs> oh. Oh. This also just reminded me of you calling, John, you calling a guy that I dated a, uh, I think you called him a drama club alpha nerd. <laughs> A boundary pushing alpha nerd, maybe. I think it was something like I think it was something some 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 concatenation of both of those. And it was a hundred percent a type that I had not identified before, but ever since <laughs> terrible name I will not I, that will be redacted. Like I can pick up on it, right? Yeah, I can see it a mile away. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. Like uh, yeah, a, a web series that just offers a catalog of these people. Yeah, and just like. Why? Like, we're, like, what? What made you? You know what it is. Actually, it's a web series that interviews several different examples of the same archetype, mm-hmm. and it just kind of gives us maybe a picture of sort of like, where did you come from? Like, wh- what made you? Did you watch too much Monty Python? Like, what? Yes. Oh boy, that's those. <laughs> yep. <laughs> did. You- <laughs> and at what age? Right. Like, what? Uh, just yeah. How can we prevent this in the future? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, I I feel like there's a there there needs to be some kind of hook in there because for me, like, oh, he's one of those. That's my whole fucking life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And so, like, and what? How that happens? Don't care. <laughs> like, what I would love to see is the because 
what the core of that is it, it, for me is there's a certainty in there, like always one of those. Like it's it's this belief in someone's uniqueness that is completely not. And what I would love to see is like where that starts to fracture against reality. So mm. you take someone who's like the what was it boundary pushing, pushing alpha, alpha nerd. theater nerd. Yeah. So you take someone of that type or multiple someone's of that type, and then you put them in a social situation constructed for them to fail and see what happens. Ooh. I would love that because if you just like put one in with a whole bunch of like really laid back people, like yeah, sure, dude, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I don't know if I agree, but like you know, we all got our own like. Yeah, I guess they would go fucking feral in about ten minutes, and I want to watch. I would love to watch that. <laughs> I have a nominee for the first episode. That is genius. Uh, I mean. Th- yeah, this will require a um, a staff of psychologists and incredibly skilled actors, but I, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, it's, as soon as you started saying that, I was like, oh, did I just invent recreational like, emotional torture? Because <laughs> <laughs> if I did, it's going to be amazing. Exactly. Also, no, that's reality TV. But yeah, this would make an amazing reality TV show. Like, I really, I, what I think would be fun too would like taking multiple ones of the same type and seeing if they all break the same way. Yeah. Yes, that, that's that's where my mind went as well. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> well, because it would be testing your hypothesis, like that there is a those, that there is a type, and how correctly you've identified it, and what you think the motivators are. Because you would have to break down why they got that way, so that you could mess with it. And yeah, if if you got consistent results, then you'd have proof. Yeah, that's what a those is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> and I, I, I can't think of a more perfect place to transition. Do, 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 do. It is now time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Does anybody have terrible recommendations or ideas they would like to share? I think I mean, my... I... Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say I do if nobody else does. But uh, as I am not the guest, I feel like if you've got one, you should be prioritized. No, it was really just like collaborate with Besha to see who we should like volunteer for that show that we just described. <laughs> I can't tell if it's a great idea or a bad idea, so... <laughs> Do you want to start the list of Manic Pixie Dream Boys, or should I? <sighs> Boy, that's the entire Bay Area, though. <laughs> <laughs> I do have I have a recommendation that I don't know if it's terrible or not because it literally just happened today. Um, <laughs> the, Brie Larson started a YouTube channel, and really? I, I I don't know why, but I also want to like I subscribed. Like I I'm so curious to know what she's going to do. <laughs> And, and and furthermore, like I like I, I wonder and slash hope if this like starts a trend of like other big celebrities just deciding to get in on the YouTube game and just sort of like seeing what they do. I'm so curious to know what they think is interesting. So I guess my yeah, that's my potentially terrible recommendation. I have no idea. Let's 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 all find out. Could let's all anywhere. find out what Brie Larson is up to. <laughs> oh, like on the YouTube channel. Okay. <laughs> Lagged for a second there. <laughs> and now it's time for us to let everybody know where we can be found on the internet. For me, this is super easy. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, and I've got a newsletter you really don't want to miss. You can find links to all that stuff at flavor.country. Go there now. 
You can find me on Twitter as Besha. And you can find me on Twitter as Arlette Rocks. Even better, you can follow Justice for Elijah McCain on Instagram. I don't mean better than you specifically, Arlette. I mean better than all of us. Agreed. <laughs> if you haven't already, go ahead and give this f- show a five thingy rating in whatever podcatcher you're using to listen. And if you feel like being extra amazing, leave us a nice review. It would help us out a lot. If you've done that already, tell a friend about us the next time someone asks you what you've been listening to. Thanks for listening. And remember, defund the police. And also, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. I want a cut, which I will immediately donate to the cause of defunding the fucking police. Do-do, do-do, do-do.